Oh, hello. Welcome to the Interjections podcast, codenamed The Undiscovered Decade. We are uh, a podcast that takes a look back 30 years to the 1990s, and we pick something that is a hidden gem from, at this point, 1994. We're in our fifth season, and it's January 1994. So as you can see, hovering above Corey's shoulder, we have uh, Chris Elliott. However, we're trying something different. We're going to try to see who can describe this movie as badly as possible, or if they want to, uh, as succinctly as possible. Oh boy, we've got production <laughs> value on this. So we're going to put someone on the spot and have to uh, get through the synopsis so we we can just talk freely and at ease about the people without being like, oh, right, we forgot about Nicole Kidman in Billy Bathgate or whatever. So She forgot she was in there. I know. Folks, we've upgraded to the spinning wheel. We don't endorse We're going with Universal, by the way. I'm going to cover that ad. We got gags. We don't endorse them. Yeah. All right. Whoa. Getting dizzy? Brought to you by Spinning Pin. Oh, yeah. Death. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. oh, butterscotch. Jimmy's and in the hot seat. I'm <laughs> not ready for this. Oh, you'll be fine. It. No, I won't. I'm going to box this so bad. Just don't right. get seasickness while you describe it. All right. So, the movie for this month is an all American unclassic cabin boy. Uh, <laughs> Starring uh, Chris Elliott as the uh, lead character as, uh, what is it? The titular. Natty boy. Ice? Yeah, Nat- yeah his name's Natty Ice. It starts off with this uh, young man uh, at prep school uh, on his last day for, oh, because his daddy's got hotels and he, he gets to go home and help his dad run those hotels. So that's his last day. Um, and he's an obnoxious little prick and he just immediately love him or love hating him. Uh, so we follow his misadventure, uh, going from prep school to learn to be a fancy lad, taking a boat ride. He gets on the wrong boat and buddies up with a bunch of crude, rude attitude dudes, a uh, bunch of skunky old sailors. And, and are you timing me, dude? Oh, wait, I hit 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wow. He's going to say a lot of No, 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 no. He can't keep going. Ramble this whole thing. <laughs> so how, how badly am I going so far? Give me a... Oh, you were doing fine. I didn't time it at all. Oh, yeah, was, right, right, right. I was trying to switch up the wheel for our picks of the month later. Yeah. Growing yeah, pains, no, folks. So, <laughs> right. So where was I? I don't know. You got on okay, the wrong so phone with a bunch time. of rude, crude so, so attitude. There's some not just fancy lads on a misadventure with a bunch of drunken sailors, and uh, everybody cues up to the situation. So they're like, uh, screw this kid, toss him in the back. But he wants to go to Hawaii, where his daddy is. And everything goes out of uh, control from there. They they lose their original cabin boy to sea, and then he upgrades to that. And it's just like all oddball fun from there. It's just five... Weird guys in a 
Is it totally five? normal yeah. situation? I guess this is sort of a sort of a if you don't comical coming of age story for a young adult. Yeah, if you don't mind Ooh, uh, casually killing Andy yeah. Richter. Like yeah, hey, yeah, no, hey, fine, hey, fine. hey. He, he wasn't he, the original society in any way. Um, <laughs> oh, it was his first... a, he knows how the whole yeah, stands. Sorry. The movie's produced by Tim Burton, so like you get a lot of Tim Burton vibes from it, uh, especially with uh, some <laughs> of the special effects and uh, uh, and characters. Um, <clears throat> I mean, hell, if you look at uh, Sam Elliott and like how he's got that just... Uh, grunginess about him but if you look at some of like uh tim burton's like sketchy drawings and you'll see how their hair is all floofy and the teeth is all kind of weird and like yeah you kind of see how sam Elliott kind of just uh where's not, sam uh, what are you talking sorry. about sam Elliott? sam Elliott I, in this movie i'm Means sorry Gannon? my brain went pooped uh <laughs> The Marlboro Man was awake. not in this movie. No, Sa- Sam Elliott had a Chris cameo Elliott. as one of the clowns. Chris Elliott. I meant to say Chris Elliott. <laughs> Jesus. Now I want to see <laughs> Sam Elliott in Cabin Boy. A transgender. I'm, 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 he's boy. awesome. I'm a fancy lad. I'm trying to get to Hawaii. I mean, if you, if you squint, if you paint a mustache on Brian <laughs> James, I, I imagine Sam Elliott would play one of the one of the sailors perfectly. I thought you, you meant James right. Gammon because James Gammon has that gravity. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of yeah. like that. Got a raspy voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was my favorite. Yeah, no, um, they're all great. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah, there's there's definitely a uh, splashes of like Tim Burtonness here and there. Uh, but like this movie is like directed by another fella <laughs> by the name of uh, Adam Resnick. Yes, Resnick. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, good watch. Fun coming of age, obnoxious weirdo movie. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah, I think you yeah that's it. good. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. You said you be prepared. You did good. Fun. Oh, you know, <laughs> I was semi prepared. I just we kinda... all. We all thought we were going to write something down beforehand just in case. We just to get notes? Yeah. Nope, I was like, going to wing it too. The worst yeah, acceptance speech. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. that was that was almost... I, uh, I rate myself a uh, 1.5 out of 10 on that one. At least I, that rate you, I rate you a Joe Coy. There it is. Uh, there it is. Five minutes. What? It took less than five minutes for Corey to bring up Joe Coy. <laughs> Anyway, that'll be stuck in time when we look back on this in 30 years. We'll be like, who the fuck was Joe Coy? But before there was Joe Coy, there there was was Chris Chris Elliott. There's Chris Elliott. Back on C. All right, so (laughs) I can give you a little history about the production of this thing. Yeah. Because I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, okay. Okay. And also, not the plug, but Kino put out a Blu-ray of this that has a a two-part interview with Adam Resnick and Chris Elliott. I'd actually watch that. Not Sam Elliott? No, Sam Elliott was the moderator. He wasn't interviewed. Imagine. Uh, I don't know why I have him here, but uh, I guess I'll talk about Cabin Boy. One of my favorites. Listen, not all Elliots are related, man. I mean, you sure about that? I mean, he's the son of a famous comedian and the father of Bob Elliott. Do you know Bob and Ray hosted a uh, uh, radio comedy show? And uh, actually... Bob Elliott is in the movie as the headmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that, that he's like pissing off and like good yes. reasons. Yeah. <clears throat> so the genesis of the movie is Adam Resnick and Chris Elliott were both writers on Letterman. That's how they met. Um, <clears throat> they did a TV show, a short-lived TV show after Chris Elliott left called Get a Life. 
which was have on you, the nascent uh, Fox network. Yeah, it had just started right around when yeah. our podcast starts. Have you watched Get a Life? Sorry to interrupt. I watched a couple episodes. It's got very, it's very absurdist and surreal. That makes me want to watch like it. A, like a, I think you should leave type. It's not that dark, but yeah, it plays with the sitcom format a lot. Yeah. And again, like he, Chris Elliott's <clears throat> shtick, which you can tell from the movie is he deliberately makes his characters unpleasant. So it's almost an endurance test as to whether you want to watch him for that long. Doing research for this, I noticed the Bob and Ray show was similar to Get a Life. They would make fun of the sitcoms of the 50s and 60s. Right. So similar in that vein. And radio shows, because I think they started right after radio was transitioning more to TV. Like people were right. heading over. So, so this show was about... Taking he, off he, played a, uh, <clears throat> he played a paper boy who was left at home. Who, who was still living at home in his like 30s or 40s. So you know how a lot of sitcoms would play with people with like arrested development, Peter Pan syndromes. They took that to the extreme. And I guess it... <clears throat> It got a lot of critical acclaim, but not a lot of ratings. So I think it lasted maybe a season or two, and then got canceled. It did um, attract the attention of Tim Burton, who wanted to direct Cabin Boy. So he asked them to write a spec script. They wrote the script. um, They put all these fantastical elements in there. Then during pre-production, right as they were about to go into production, Tim Burton got the offer to do ed wood which was his dream project and he was like well you know what i think adam should probably direct this and adam goes i never directed anything in my whole life especially <laughs> something of this magnitude which is gonna you know have a lot of sets a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of animatronics a lot of just fantastical elements that i have to wrangle on top of a huge cast and shooting out at sea which is always problematic Mm-hmm. But he, gave draws. The, he gave him the rubber stamp said go ahead um and as <clears throat> proven from the uh the credits if you watch them tim burns name's there but it's brief mm-hmm. um, so they were having a lot of production problems you can tell a lot of it wasn't shot in <laughs> at yeah, it's almost a lot entirely of it's in, in a, a soundstage tank yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, which adds uh, to its charm uh, yeah actually yeah i think it actually makes yeah this i mean i think it makes the spoof of the errol flynn movies which is definitely what they're trying to do yeah it, it's more palpable that way yeah i think it works oh yeah yeah so i guess based on that <clears throat> they were having production problems because the first time director he didn't really know how to direct obviously it's a first time star so about halfway through the production they kind of knew that things weren't going to go that well but they figured with tim burton's name attached It'll be a huge box office. Obviously, <laughs> test screenings proved that people didn't like Chris Elliott's character. Um, the movie didn't do well. But I remember in the aftermath, listening to the interview, they said, well, it was just our first movie. We'll give us another chance. But when your movie tanks this badly, no pun intended, you get no more chance. Yeah, sort of the hidden gem here is Chris Elliott's career. Right. Bop, Wow. I do like him. I've read a, a book of his, and he's very funny. He is funny. He was funny in uh, the sketches he used to do for Letterman. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Letterman, uh, the reason that he gets on the wrong boat is, is because he's given directions by 
David Letterman in a cameo who's selling sock monkeys. And it's just a perfect Letterman role because he's very cutting and dry. And as Jeff said, very quotable. Go ahead, Jeff, do the, do the line. No, it's just like he goes up and he meets him in like this this almost renaissance <clears throat> type sailor village. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you're a fancy lad, yeah? And then they just improv an entire like two-minute scene. Do you want to buy a monkey? But do you want to buy a monkey? And then he goes and, and directs him off into the friggin' woods somewhere. Yeah. And then as he's walking off, David Letterman just looks off into the distance and says, man, oh man, I hate them fancy lads. <laughs> Which was later spoofed by Letterman when he hosted the Oscars. Really? Really? Yeah. Um, everybody remembers the Uma Oprah, Oprah debacle. Yeah, when he hosted, yeah. One of the sketches was, he was like, you know, I wasn't the uh, top choice for this role in Cabin Boy. And they got a bunch of famous actors to recreate the, do you want to buy a monkey? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I kind of want to look that up on YouTube now. I'm it's sure funny, it's actually. out there, yeah. He gets a lot of flag for that hosting gig, but I think he did a really good job. Yeah. So um, another late night alum is in this, Andy Richter. Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. And it was his first theatrical movie. I mean, this this yeah. is his theatrical debut. Is before he uh, he left Conan to go do solo projects. I think he's hysterical in the movie. Actually, everybody's funny in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There's not a false yeah. note. I mean, no. you got a vibe with the comedy. So if you're off already, you might not love this movie. Right. It it's almost like everyone else had a script, and Chris Elliott was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to show up." Yeah. Just annoy you everybody. You never know what he's going to say. It's literally. I, I feel like if generally speaking, if you were young during this time like if you watched it now you'd probably like it it's a, it would be a, a good movie to watch uh i don't see like why you really oh this movie so they're just like oh yeah no it came it's like so it's old enough to where you're just like you kind of give it a pass for any and, and like i personally don't don't think there was any significant imperfections in it so you know what's weird is looking at the set design obviously a lot of it is um for a first time director it's actually pretty ambitious yeah it's it's kitschy like there's stuff um where he needs to get his pipes cleaned oh, yeah. that with the uh the um is she a mermaid yeah uh, well, no she's not a mermaid no, she's, she's not a like mermaid. a like a shiva type thing yeah. yes with, uh, multiple multiple arms yeah um that whole set is impeccable it's a it's kind kitschy. of siren it's kitschy but it's good and it has you know the whole production feels like if it wasn't Tim Burton and it wasn't Adam Resnick, obviously Terry Gilliam would have been a good choice to direct this. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, a Monty it, Python sense of right. humor. Well, it's got it the felt... Ray Harryhausen type of uh, yes. creatures. With the animation, it was, yeah, because the Ray Harryhausen stuff, like with the, the creatures and, you know, in the, the scenic transitions when they're going off, you got like the clouds have faces and they're blowing the storm and... Mm-hmm. For a little bit, it felt more like Chris Elliott was trapped in an animated special for a second. <laughs> like they're yeah, sailing no, I, I through gotta, the icebergs. Yeah. And I was like, is this Rudolph? What is that? Well, I got a, I got a strong Jason the Argonauts vibe from that that one. It's like a slow the bass. Snow monster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it hit the notes that it was trying to hit. Yeah. While also 
just being over the top and ridiculous. Yeah, I wonder if Mike Starr was supposed to be like a, an actual monster and they just ended up having to be like, Mike Starr, you're just big. It's <laughs> actually funnier that he's just a salesman. Just a regular <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, I feel like that's 200 that feet tall. Like, what if you're just you, but monster? Amber I feel like that was probably part of it. You know, wait, you know what? Yeah. You know what this movie reminds me of? Now that I'm thinking about it, this movie reminds me of like those like crazy 80s adventure movies for kids like uh like the goonies mm-hmm. but like if you're a grown-up if you had grown up in the like you became an adult by the 90s and then like this is what your adventures actually would be like right so you're saying this is ahead of its time or or fo- following following the trend or ideas from previous like adventure movies but making it a comedy mm-hmm. like kind of making fun of the, that genre sure yeah, yeah yeah i just love that that's genre. just the vibe i got yeah or yeah no that's now. that's a that's an on point uh observation because like i said earlier it's like a coming of age story but but it's an adult it was like he's an adult leaving fancy lad school yeah, and obviously it was a deliberate choice not to have him shave the beard yeah well that's why it yeah. was yeah <laughs> and um yeah chris elliott has no qualms about coming off despicable which is actually makes it funnier in my mind if he tried to make if by the end he had a redemption arc it wouldn't have worked He's still a prick at the end. You know what it kind of reminds me of? I just saw, um, what's the Chris Farley movie? I just blanked on the name. I had it and then I lost it. Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy. I went into that expecting Tommy Boy for him to be such an asshole the whole time. That's David Spade the whole time. And he's just kind of charming. And even though he's a little bit of adult, everyone lets him pass through life. And this is like what i had expected from tommy boy he's an asshole and everyone just wants to get rid of him but in the end he ends up in the same place that chris farley's tommy boy does where everyone's just like you know what i did enjoy your company so it's it's i don't know I that they necessarily liked his company <laughs> well he ends up going back with him doesn't he because they liked him around they seem to be happy when they're back on land yeah well he he he, he proved his worth by by that point yeah, I think it's just after his sex, he's finally like a little normal. Well, that's the thing. Like he, it's it's forty year old virgin almost. Like that's his his arc is he got laid and now he's like a man. He's a cabin man. Yeah. He's well, it's like man. they're doing a parody of what a leading man would be in one of these. Obviously. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> We're also good... forgetting like there there are two other uh, actresses that we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Um, one of which Jimmy is. The um, Melora Walters is Trina, who is a uh, just a she's a swimmer who's trying to like swim around the world. That's like the record. She's Nyad. It's Nyad, which just came yeah, from, from 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 Baltimore to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, you know, and they accidentally catch her on the fishing boat, and then she's just yeah. like she she was rescued, but rescued. she was actually she's just taking drowning. a nap. Yeah. One of the best sight gags is the end when he's riding her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> into the sunset. Yeah. That was the worst part to like look away and then look back. I'm like, what the Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like so an that's, old that's how commercial. He, that's how he uh, came in to help save the day when the uh, giant was attacking the uh <clears throat> uh the fishing boat at the end. Yeah. Like he's using her as a jet ski. I'm like, what yeah. is going on right now? Yeah. Um, but the other, the other, it gets ridiculous in the right moments. <laughs> yeah, well, it it hits the right notes. 
Um, the other cameo was uh, Ricky Lake as the figurehead on the boat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that was Ricky Lake. Yes. Yeah. Did you Again. know that? I what forgot the- to tell you. Oh, it was hilarious. Speaking of campy B movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so amount of makeup she must have undergone just for that mere cameo was probably hours. Yeah. yeah. I think she doesn't have to move much. Speaking they spared of that, no expense. Actually, I really liked that she never actually has an interaction with Chris Elliott like they never pointed out. And I also like that Russ Tamblin never has a line as Chalky, the, the half yes. man, half shark. All By the way, also... Yeah, oh, no, I forgot about that. Movie. There's a yeah. half man, half shark that, you know, Chris Elliott for, for people who don't he... know, he was a character actor and also he's the father of Amber Tamworth. Yeah, he's in Twin Peaks at the time. I think yes. it had just ended. So he, this is like his follow up to Twin Peaks. But he had also been, um, I forget the characters, the Riff in uh, West Side Story. I forget yes. the names of the characters. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so he was both a shark and a gem. Yeah. Uh, wow, look at you. Look at you. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That also, was the game to be <laughs> well, One thing that is extremely refreshing about the movie is it's 80 minutes. Yeah. Doesn't over- overstay its welcome at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a quick, easy watch. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable, fun. Yeah, before it, it's over, I was like, oh, it's already wrapping up. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, this, it's just getting been... good. Yeah. yeah, this would have been, been perfect to be on a on repeat on television when when we were growing up because like this would have been an easy watch like right easy peasy like come home from school or it's a Saturday or Sunday you're bored you turn on the TV just happens to be on you fly right through it and they could fill in two hours by having all the commercials so I'm sure yeah. TNT loved this that's Chris Elliott's secret is he's annoying until he's finally not and then the movie's over I know yeah. I actually really liked it as it was picking up for the battles and stuff. Yeah. And then they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, you could kind of tell it, it if they had filmed this in order, it's kind of where they ran out of money. <laughs> they have enough money when he's at boarding school. Uh, he gets kicked out because they don't have a scene where he actually arrives at this, the place. Well, it's funny you said that because they had a certain budget when Tim Burton was attached. And then when he dropped out and just became the producer, slash it in half. Yeah. Oh, what? That's a dick. Yeah, man. how much had they uh, filmed at that point, if anything? Oh, I had nothing yet. <laughs> okay. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to achieve all these special effects without the budget. Yeah. Supposedly, Tim Burton came up with a design for the cupcake, so he still had some hand in it. Okay. So that may have just been in pre-production already. Like, one of the scenes you'll, you'll notice is um when they put him on that, that plank and yeah. set him out to sea. Yeah. You can see the sandbags holding it down. Yeah. But that's charming. Yeah, again, the the, the budgetary seems it works for like the, they're not the gonna. Favorite. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we all kind of like this movie. Honestly. Oh yeah, oh yeah. What, what, what grade would you give? I give it a B plus. It's a quirky, charmingly offbeat comedy. I enjoyed it. Makes me sad that Chris Elliott wasn't afforded more opportunities to do movies, yeah. but I can see why he doesn't yeah. necessarily have mass appeal. He's kind of niche. Yeah. I, I think I'd agree with you, B plus. Because yeah. I didn't I wasn't yeah. vibing with it at first. And then the more ridiculous it got, the more I was into it. So I will also say B plus. Ah. 
Well, here I am just going to screw up the average and give it a fucking F. No, no. <laughs> oh, oh no, A minus. I'm giving a it an A minus. All right. It's like, honestly, you know, it was a good movie, but like, you us. know, it's like, has this, you know, tiny little problems, but overall, A minus. For a January film, looking back on stuff like that Gregory Hines thing, like, that's probably the oh, worst thing we've watched. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing we've watched. And we were giving it the benefit of the doubt. We don't have to here. Right. I yeah. think I think this so was that a evil nice destruction. Choice. Yeah. Yeah. This is this was a nice choice. <clears throat> yeah. It's weird that even back then, like even in a dumping ground like January, every once in a while, like things are unfairly tossed into this pile. Like yeah. Like this this movie feels like it's set the stage for adult swim, just mm-hmm. as a <laughs> he did a show for adult swim. I know. Eagle yeah. Heart. Yeah, did you ever watch Eagle Heart? It's funny. I did not, but that's nope. the, the Walker, Walker Texas Rangers end up. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to watch it because I do. I do <clears> like Chris Elliott. So he was good in guest starring roles on like How I Met Your Mother. I didn't know he was in Shit's Creek. He's the titular shit. Yeah, his uh, his family was what the town was named after. Yeah. So now, uh, ironically, Chris Elliott is the reason I might actually start Shit's Creek. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know. I watched a couple episodes and I don't remember a minute. So I must have been out of it when I was trying it out. So maybe I'd like it more now. I uh, His daughter is either still on or was on SNL. She uh, did a, she's like, a three, four year stint. She's already out. She was in The Bear okay. recently. She's on The Bear, which is an incredible show also. But yeah, How is she on which, it? Which also makes me want to watch The Bear. Yeah. There's only two seasons out now. They're, they haven't showed the third yet. So You like it? Oh, yeah. I love it. But I don't know why it's called a comedy. It's like a comedy and for families who hate each other. But you it's know, it's a stressful mm-hmm. comedy. It's a yeah. stress. Yeah, it's a stressful comedy. <laughs> in the vein of you're the worst, or uh, what else? You said something. When it kind came of, out. yeah. <clears throat> and like it's uncomfortable, and and you're. It's real, sad. man. It's real. Yeah. But it's like uncut gems is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh. Yeah, no, it was, I like this movie. So what else did this beat out for our uh, podcast? So um, we're going to rank these. I'm going to rank these from the worst to the best, in my estimation. Okay, there's five. <clears throat> All right, number five is uh, the dog sled competition movie Iron Will from Disney, mm. which is about a kid whose father recently passes and in order to raise money, he goes on a dog sled competition that's uh, being canvassed by journalist Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and it's this always now... creepy. It's very creepy to hear Kevin Spacey watching a young boy from binoculars. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is no white thing, that's for sure. No, <clears throat> it's uh, it's very treacly, <clears throat> formulaic. It's really bad. Really bad. Brought Probably one of the worst live action disney movies <clears throat> um then there was number four car 54 where are you which is a adaptation of a tv show that was first on the air with uh grandpa al lewis and fred gwynn before the monsters oh which is basically just about misfit police officers um hmm. i don't remember i saw the I saw this years ago when it was on reruns for TBS. Uh, Who were the two main actors? Yeah, David Johansson's funny. 
Yeah, he's the uh, Christmas past from Scrooge. Yes. And then uh, John C. He's... McGinley from Scrubs. And his um his musical alter ego, people might know Buster Poindexter. Mm -hmm. The New York Dolls. Yes. Um, number three is the erotic thriller Intersection with uh, Richard Gere, Sharon Stone. Some other people. This... It's basically a it, it's basically a very ponderous movie about um people who've gotten to a I believe car accidents and so this isn't connected. like David Cronenberg and Crash. No, no it doesn't okay. go to that extreme. Okay, um, but it's it's really bad. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't smolder like a like an Adrian Lynn movie would have. Mm. Um, number two, I can't believe this is number two. It's just because mm. this this month is so barren. January. Um, and it's only because of uh, one supporting role is why this is elevated. House Party 3. Okay. Yes, they made several house parties. This is the last one that was theatrical with Kid and Play. How do they keep getting away with it? I don't know. <laughs> at, th at this point, this is about Play having uh, premarital jitters. But they're laid by his uncle, who is played by the scene-stealing Bernie Mac. And I think Ooh. probably his first film role. Hmm. and he yields a lot of laughs it's funny because that's the plot of the third Harold and Kumar that uh, John Cho is nervous about getting married right huh. but yeah the, whereas the first two movies were all about not objectifying women they get rid of all that in this one they're completely chauvinistic in this one yeah <clears throat> and then uh, number one still a mediocre movie but uh it's the air up there with Kevin Bacon, who's a, a basketball scout who goes to Kenya, I believe, somewhere mm -hmm. in Africa. I believe Kenya. Yeah, to double for, check. Yeah, to look for um <clears throat> for a new center for his basketball team. It's a uh, it's a little light fish racism. out of water humor that doesn't land. Yeah. Uh, it you know what ironically. I thought this was a Disney movie, and it might be. It might be a Touchstone movie. I think it is because it feels like they took a template of uh, Cool Runnings and just didn't made it more culturally insensitive. Buena Vista. Buena Vista. Okay, I, that that's a yeah. That's an offshoot of Disney. You know who directed it? Paul Michael Glazer from Starsky and Hutch. Starsky himself. And Hutch just died. Yeah, so R.I.P. Hutch. <laughs> yes, so we killed him. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's our death of the month. <laughs> um, uh, our other choice for this month was the air up there because I liked this as a kid, but I can't tell you it aged well. It has uh, not. It's definitely like, oh, wow, uh, Africans are people too. When, when Kevin I'm a white Bacon savior. is in the village with his prospective star. So... Yeah, not great, but... Guy's a talented basketball player, not a good actor. Unfortunately, this is my introduction to Kevin Bacon. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I liked it as a kid, so I don't <clears throat> know how it holds up, but I just have these memories that are like, this can have... can't can't hold up. When you're a kid, you're just like, basketball movie! Yeah, I had no idea. 
Hey, it's the dude from Footloose. I was totally seven. recognizing it. Mean, even the basketball sequences aren't shot that well. Yeah, there's it's barely like, any. I was gonna say, Wayman Can't Jump was had way more exciting choreography with the basketball. The main thing I remember is that he has to dress in war paint to uh, tackle a boar that is terrorizing the village. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that could have just been the village pranking him. They're like, "Yeah, no, we got to." They do that at one point. So, like, I believe that's what it is. It. Yeah, they um, do that. They they prank him at one point by giving him an elixir that causes it's either diuretic or causes diarrhea. I forget. I believe it's diuretic. Yeah, and they laugh yeah. and laugh. Yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, we all have malaria though. We poison somebody. They have diphtheria now. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a little uh it's a little disease every now and then. Makes you stronger in the end. On that note, let's head over to our other uh segment uh yeah. starring Jeffrey Sesselberg. Oh, Yo, me. oh very formal, very formal. Look at my Is real Jeffrey, are you a fancy Sesselberg. No, but will you stop 79. that? Jeffrey, you a fancy, a fancy lad. Oh, I like the All right, so it. so this is a little much. I can make it a little easier. Okay. Why does it look sort of terrifying? Why has it got two melted faces? Yeah, I'm gonna it's yeah, to kiss honestly, each other. black background. This, this looks is like how two, I wanted to do. Looks oh, like two oh melted faces, it's, and now it's clearly someone covered in some sort of roots with their face split in half. Is that Hannibal Lecter movie? So my first question for you to get a little extra point uh is what is inside that head? I'm going to say the killer, not the brain. Because it seems like she was, this woman was clearly murdered and they're like trying to investigate. It it, it feels like a, some sort of supernatural um, horror movie. Yeah. So I feel like, the, but honestly... Okay, so the way it's blurred out, the way yeah. that the the middle bit is is shaped, it looks like a silhouette of Donald Trump. I think because I spread back the because it's spread back like it's got the hair yeah. and everything. It's because you, you, I had you you you, yeah. you quaffed it in Photoshop. <laughs> I did. Trump yeah. I accidentally quaffed it because I left some of that brown in. That's more that of comb over. You'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it looks like the comb over. It's her. Uh, okay. So I was just trying to get the brown up towards the black. Okay. And then you see how there's a bit of shadowing on her forehead. That's the shadow. Is that? That's not Jodie Foster, is it? It's funny now. Yeah. I'm looking at that. I thought the Photoshop looked better when I saw the original poster. Now it looks pretty bad. Yeah. This looks like um, it's, it's the same style like is. Goosebumps movies. I know who it is. Yeah. Do you want to guess who it is for uh, some bonus he's, points? He's not gonna guess it. Okay. Probably not. Is it down at the bottom? It's um. I can't oh, even yeah, read it down at the bottom. Somebody who had like a big role in a in a TV show and a like a small part in a movie that he might. Isn't know. she from For That's Love and Money for, with Michael J. Fox? Felicity or something? Yeah. No, she looks familiar. No, I, Tristan, I, you're right. I, I, might, I might know what you're talking about. Uh, Jeff, did you ever see For I, Love and Money? I don't remember money? her name. No. Okay, then you probably don't know who she is. This is like that's the only he, movie I know her. From. He would know her from the oscar-winning movie she was in with because she has a big scene in there what movie son of a woman you ever see son of a woman no <laughs> really okay come on let me drive this car i'm not that blind the big tango scene 
Al Pacino dances with her. Yeah. Cool. And she's, and she's in on, his Oscar um, still, still not helpful. Yeah, have you ever You're watched, never going to get it. Don't worry. Have you ever I'm watched, never gonna... You ever watched Burn Notice? No. Have you ever heard of Burn <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> watched... <laughs> Do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how it felt. Um, anyway, it's Gabrielle Anwar. Yeah. Have, uh, you, ever heard, have you ever heard of You'll her? You'll never guess who no. the director is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but so... We've, we've covered one of his movies. Have we actually? Yes. Who? The director? Yeah. You want me to tell you what movie? Yeah, we're not going to ask Jeff this part. Well, King of wait. New York. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's able for anyway the question i'm going to ask you is based on this post there's not anything else but to reveal the tagline and the name so what would you think this movie is about based on what you were sort of going with and now that you know there's a person inside i'm going with i'm going with supernatural murder uh or she's a clone of herself Mm -hmm. she comes back Okay. okay like one of those backup stories where the clone gets killed and then she comes back. And mm-hmm. you know. is there a particular version of that that's famous that you might know? I don't want to. There, there are somewhere like that's the whole twist, and I don't want to like give that away. Oh, don't there's, worry, we're all that comes split. to that's mind. Okay. There's one that comes to mind, but <laughs> what is it? I know maybe, this maybe... is before multiplicity, but. Yeah, I think there's a BBC show, BBC show where that involves like a lady that's a clone, orphan black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Well, you just spoiled that for me now. Don't worry, it's in the first episode. You know yeah. everything. Or no, it's not really a twist for that one. Or yeah. <clears throat> uh, alternatively, it's it's a gender flip version of picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, with a I female like twist. Based on yeah. the split of where it is, it feels like it's a painting. Like yes. that's being that's falling apart. It feels like it's a painting. And honestly, based on this, it looks like another version of like Death Becomes Her. Yeah, I'm gonna give you some Death... points for that. I like the Dorian Gray thing. Death Becomes Her, or like you yeah. know, this is exactly how the chick dies in the first season of Stranger Things. Mm, well, because of the roots and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Tristan, okay, you so... okay if I give him a well, I'm going to give him the tagline. I wonder if that gives any hints. I forget what it says. And it's a little small, so you might have to squint. But it actually looks like The Last of Us. Imagine you're gone and someone oh, yeah. else living inside your body. Ooh. So almost clone, kind of like but like someone else is taking over. Wait, wait, you're, about, you're on the like, something. Oh, clone body, it's different mind. What? Uh, it's animorphs. It's a yerk. She's got yerks. Yes, it's animorphs. I don't know. Jeff, no. Jeff is on to this. Let him. Let okay. Him. So biological clone. You literally stopped yourself from saying it. God, I feel like. No, this is a biological clone of someone oh. with a different person's brain. I literally I thought know. he was about to say the title. Yeah, it felt like you were about to say it. I wanted to get it. Oh wait, wait. Well, now I'm gonna. I don't know. Mastermind? No. Can I give? Uh, can I give him a hint? Yeah, yeah. Mind meld. It's a. It's a remake. Yeah, that doesn't help at all. Um, okay. Well, what would you cause. call this? Root cause. Root try, cause. Try, try another name. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, it starts with a B. The uh, the me inside of me. Um. 
Born again. That's not bad. Imagine, hang on, if you're gone and someone else is living, exciting, but reanimator. <laughs> That's funny. I think we should put him out of his misery. I think we we're pushing too hard he'll, to try and get him to he'll guess. recognize him when he sees the title. Yeah. Bodies, god damn it. Yes. Yeah, see, god. Uh, every time I, you say I, it, I, I know. I was like, no, it can't be that. It can't be that easy. It can't okay, be. So you it did, can't be. You did. Body snatchers, the invasion continues. Yeah. So is this actually a remake or a sequel? It's a remake. Okay. It's um you did all right, Jeff. Obviously the fifties they had the Kevin McCarthy version. Mm-hmm. In the seventies we had the Philip Kaufman one with uh Don Sutherland. And then yeah. this and then we later on we had another a fourth version of this, just called The Invasion. They keep shortening the titles. Which uh Nicole Kidman, right? And Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the one that I uh, always forget exists. It it feels like a job for hire for him because there's no way to wear seediness to it. So yeah, it feels like he needed some money. Honestly, the best part of the movie is um, Meg Tilly. Ooh. Yeah, you felt like you were about to say it, so you, you said thought I, I literally was about to say it, and then I couldn't remember what I was about I know to it. say. Right, because then Jimmy it. started talking about Animorphs. I feel like yeah, all... I did it. Damn, on damn it, Jimmy. Well, that's, that's Jimmy's right, whole thing Jimmy. is he tries Jimmy tries yeah. to undermine me and all. Yeah, this. but like when I said Yerks, that was the clue. Yeah. See, it's funny with some of these with some of these B movies. I feel I like Jimmy knows the box. them. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. It's, not, it's okay. It's okay. Did you ever read Animorphs, Corey? I don't I, read. Yeah, I have a few of them. I, re- I love the covers because yeah. the morphing effect looks so bad. <laughs> oh, real bad Photoshop. Did the books? Oh, 96 it started. So we're yeah. two years away from the best time of my I remember life. I was like, I was reading Goosebumps and then I shifted over to Animorphs. I'm like, I'm going back to Goosebumps. Uh, I read both. Yeah, I stopped. More Animorphs. Animorphs than Goosebumps. I left Goosebumps behind. <laughs> They're starting Goosebumps. to get derivative. Because they have like a sixth monster blood and Blappy couple... was getting a little too overexposed, man. Yeah, he's like, how many times can this dummy come back? So now yeah, he's back again. Yeah, there's a series. Movie. Anyway, there was a movie and then there was a series. There's now yeah, I hear the series TV. is good. There was two movies. Yeah, yeah, I never saw that second one. Jack Black didn't come did, back. Uh, he's got That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Body Snatchers was uh. Not good, I hear. So it well, it would have been if I had to rank it, probably would have been my number one. But it was part of Poster Boy, so true. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's got to be better than Air up there. Yeah, like if that's our number one of the extras, th- there's a reason we picked Cabin Boy. Yes, definitely the best movie that came out the month. And speaking of Cabin Boy, I know we sort of picked what we were going to do, but come on. Do you guys still want to go with Chris Elliott? Because you you all voted. We all voted before the podcast. We we were going to go with Chris. I'm trying to so. overturn the results of the election. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys want to go with? For me, Chris Elliott, <clears throat> his best role was um, the song about Mary. Mm-hmm. He comes in, he's a pinch hitter, steals all of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Snow day. You son of a bitch. I love that movie. 
Do you? I do. I still do. He was the villain. It was great. He was a villain. That was that was the first. Yeah, he was a snowplow man. Oh, you're right. That was the first. That was the first thing I ever saw him in. What do you think, Jimmy? Honestly, it's gonna be Cabin Boy. This movie that I liked him in the most, to be honest. Yes, I don't really know. Like, well, look at all the other stuff. Like this, this, this is probably it. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is his defining movie for me. Not well, much that he did. Yeah, there but is. The other stuff is stuff I haven't seen. You saw the big movie. You saw. I mean, there's Grandma Day, but there you go. Like that's a big movie. We want to pick something for people to watch. I know. I can. I can give you one. I could say Osmosis Jones because I've always wanted to see it. Is he good there in it? Yeah, I don't even remember a minute. Um, the one movie where he has a cameo where he's hilarious. He's only in it for one scene. Hmm. Uh, Kingpin. Hmm. They do the indecent proposal parody with him. I don't remember it. I watch it with you too. Did you? Yeah. I got a feeling you didn't like that movie. Yeah, it's okay. Probably right. one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's fine. I got a different tasting comedy for sure. I'll go right. with the Abyss. Right. The Abyss. I don't remember. I don't remember. He is in it, but the Abyss is the best movie in his filmography. Really? Okay. Well, I like Groundhog Day, but it's I've never, movie. I've never seen it. I don't know. I'm trying to suggest stuff. I like, like how one of his, one of his roles. He's in Night Professor too. He has no speaking lines. Oh yeah. And then he basically doesn't have anything after this. I mean, he has cameos in Kingpin and There's Something About Mary, and that's it. I guess Snow Day. Right. And the scary movies. That hand thing is just so gross. Oh, that's... Yeah. yeah no, thank you. Well, that's fine. I'm fine with Chris Elliott. I think this worked out. Wait, what did Jimmy pick? Yeah, he got... He picked Cabin Boy. Cabin Boy, because there were... Yeah, no I picked options. Cabin Boy. What, what did you say, Tristan? I think it was a good choice that Jimmy no, chose Cabin no. Boy, the movie we just watched. No. Yeah. I won't. You like him in Dance Flick? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, next oh, month we're going to take a look at uh, one of our most endearing actors of the 90s, right? Nick Nolte uh, is in this. I don't or? know about the 90s. <laughs> well, he's pretty big in it. <clears throat> I think he was starting to taper off in the 90s. Taper off. Yeah, doesn't, he his, doesn't he win his Oscar in this year? Or in the, not this year, but this decade. Did he, he won an Oscar? He has a lot of good movies in this decade. Does he? Yeah, he's huge in that in the nineties. I love Troubles a big movie. Jefferson in Paris, Mahola Nights, Afterglow, U Turn, Affliction, The Thin Red Line. Those are those are all bombs. But nobody remembers those. All of them? He was well, big in the eighties, not nineties. We might, he's what I think of when I think of the 90s. Oh, yeah. His mugshot. Prince of Tides in Cape Fear. Anyway, Nick Nolte starred in a James L. Brooks film called I'll Do Anything, which got is another a crazy huge, production history. huge notorious bomb. And I've always sort of wanted to see it because he, uh, James L. Brooks, supposedly is great other than this movie. But we can be the judge of that. So, so I hear uh, interesting things about this movie that it actually might be good despite its production history. It was a musical, and then it wasn't. Yeah, so we're going to see how that goes. 
Maybe this is more January than January. Could be. We'll see. Well, we'll see you next month. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. And don't get on the wrong boat. Man, oh man, I hate them fancy lads. <laughs> yeah.